welcome. This week has been another challenging week. Previously I talked about panic attacks and mental health and I'm grateful that that has calmed in this last week. But instead I've been dealing with a lot of uh, physical pain. Maybe you can look at your week and see it as challenging, difficult, painful. Perhaps you can notice that there's not as much complaining about the challenges. Perhaps as you continue your practice, continue your beingness, a shift can be seen of allowing a shift away from complaining or judging commentary in one way or another we all deal with challenges we can label them you know big or small or we can see other people's challenges and label them compare them. But life is challenging. And are those challenges dense? Dense with stories? dense with a lot of thinking about these challenges. And do we carry those, that density with us as we go about our lives? Some have more challenging life situations than others.
that we can all choose whether to suffer, whether to carry that burden of whatever life situation happened to you this week. And these things become clearer in our observation of not just ourselves but others as well. And I use the word observation where you're not judging this person, you know, thinking, oh, there, there they go again, being unconscious or creating more suffering for themselves and you're internally shaking your head. No, it's a, it's just a observation, you're simply noting the pattern of suffering. Someone may tell you an in-depth and detailed story that's full of charge, that's full of emotion, and you can see in their face, their body, the weight that they're carrying. You know, added weight, extra weight. You know, we can all go through a challenging life situation. You know, somebody may pass away or have serious health problems or there's a, a breakup in a relationship, whether it's a intimate relationship or a breakup within the family lots of challenges but are you adding to that are you adding suffering to that pain that life is challenging one of the quickest ways of suffering to emerge is by having the thought that life should be serving you that you deserve your fair share of happiness that you've been through difficult times, now it's time for life to work with you, to work for you. And again, you're in the world of polarity. You may have been blinded to the to the teaching of suffering. You may have just, you know, perhaps someone who is not on this journey, they may, you know, it's almost pulling the blinds down. Oh, you know, I, I can't deal with that. No, that's, and wait for the storm to pass. But inside, that storm is always brewing. It's always, it's always there. And the 
it will just be a matter of time before that comes up again and again maybe it will be pushed down again or resisted So with this physical pain, there hasn't been much or very little thoughts about why did this have to happen to me? <laughs> you know, I've just, just been dealing with panic attacks and trouble, trouble with my breathing and now I seem to have this pain in my body now. I seem to have these cramps in my stomach. Every time I eat something, the pain is there. Every time I move, the pain is there. And you can quickly see how even a little bit of complaining can quickly gain some momentum to that and you've an identity is emerging there of the identity of the person who has been through x y and z who's been through this situation and now they've had to go through this situation and that identity seeks out more recognition it will interact with other identities and say you know you know last week i had a difficult week where you wouldn't believe what happened this week and there would be <laughs> so what challenges have you had in your week and how have you responded to them or or have you reacted to them Reacted meaning unconsciously thought about them, verbalized them, complained, or responded in regards to resting your attention and allowing that challenge to be as it is. And if necessary, if action was taken, was it taken from the place of centeredness or was it a an emotional reaction? participant asked a spiritual teacher named Romana Mahashi I can pronounce that name today <laughs> he asked how can you gauge your spiritual progress and Romana Mahashi said and I'll, I'll paraphrase again remember the direct quote 
the activity of your thoughts gives you the gives you the gauge of your progress so the activity of your thoughts so the absence of thinking for some people that may occur several times in a day maybe in the morning maybe there's some conscious practice some conscious meditation where there's an active practice of no thinking or there may be there moments in the day where there's awareness there and there's no thought is needed no thought is being created there's people out there who have very little thought throughout the day there is just the one moment and their resting awareness of that moment continuous a continuous flow without the voice in the head This is not to be given to the mind to say, okay, right, I'm going to tomorrow starting when I wake up, I'm not going to think or I'm going to try and achieve a day of very little thinking. You can invite the intention to to be more aware of the moments when you are going into thought but there's often a fine line between putting in effort and progress and and achievement and it's it can be tricky because before you know it you'll be in your mind and there'll be something to achieve and complete and that will have a momentum of itself so when perhaps looking at your own progress or wanting to you know because it's very natural and perfectly fine to think okay I would like to you know think less you, you know we've all if you're listening to this you're You've probably had enough suffering from thoughts and you've experienced some ex some type of lightness and joy in the in the moments of no thought but it's perhaps approaching that intention gently there's no you know you think about today's achievers whether it's you know big companies or anything in the arts there's often a very rough gritty 
egoic energy of achievement, of pulling in all of these hours. conditioning as well. We've been surrounded by this. So it's something to be aware of. So just a moment of, of being still, or a moment of allowing. And if stillness is not possible in this moment, if thoughts are there, you can always allow, you can always step back and allow what is in this moment. So I'm just going to continue reading from the miracle of mindfulness. And we are on part four and the title of the passage here is called The Pebble. Why should you meditate? First of all, because each of us needs to realize total rest. Even a night of sleep doesn't provide total rest. Twisting and turning, the facial muscles tense, all the while dreaming, hardly rest. Nor is lying down 
rest when you still feel restless and twist and turn. Lying on your back with your arms and legs straight but not stiff, your head unsupported by a pillow. This is a good position to practice breathing and to relax all the muscles. But this way it is also easier to fall asleep. You cannot go as far in meditation lying down as by sitting. It is possible to find total rest in a sitting position and in turn to advance deeper in meditation in order to resolve the worries and troubles that upset and block your, co your consciousness. Among our workers in Vietnam, there are many who can sit in the lotus position the left foot placed on the right thigh and the right foot placed on the left thigh. Others can sit in the half lotus, the left foot placed on the right thigh or the right foot placed on the left thigh. In our meditation class in Paris, there are people who do not feel comfortable in either of the above two positions and so I have shown them how to sit in the Japanese manner, the knees bent, resting on their two legs. By placing a pillow beneath one's feet, it is possible to sit that way for more than an hour and a half. Even so, Anyone can learn to sit in the half lotus, though at the beginning it may be somewhat painful. But after a few weeks of practice, the position gradually becomes quite comfortable. During the initial period, when the pain can be bothersome, alternate the position of the legs or change to another sitting position. If one sits in the lotus or half lotus position, it is necessary to use a cushion to sit on so that both knees touch the floor. The three points of bodily contact with the floor created by this position provide an extremely stable position. Keep your back straight. This is very important. The neck and head should be aligned with the spinal column. They should be straight but not stiff or wood-like. Keep your eyes focused a yard or two in front of you. If you can, maintain a half smile. Now begin to follow your breath and to relax all of your muscles. Concentrate on keeping your spinal column straight and on following your breath. As for everything else, let it go. Let go of everything. If you want to relax the worry-tightened muscles in your face,
let the half-smile come to your face. As the half-smile appears, all the facial muscles begin to relax. The longer the half-smile is maintained, the better. It is the same smile you see on the face of the Buddha. Place your left hand palm side up in your right palm. Let all the muscles in your hands, fingers, arms and legs relax. Let go of everything. Be like the water plants which flow with the current, while beneath the surface of the water the riverbed remains motionless. Hold on to nothing but your breath and the half smile. For beginners, it is better to sit no longer than 20 or 30 minutes. During that time, you can readily obtain total rest. The technique for obtaining this rest lies in two things watching and letting go, watching your breath and letting go of everything else. Release every muscle in your body. After about 15 minutes or so, it is possible to reach a deep, quiet field with inner peace and joy. Maintain this quiet and peace. Some people look on meditation as a toil and want the time to pass quickly in order to rest afterwards. Such persons do not know how to sit yet. If you sit correctly, it is possible to find total relaxation and peace right in the position of sitting. Often it helps to meditate on the image of a pebble thrown in a river. How is one helped by the image of the pebble? Sit down in whatever position suits you best, the half lotus or lotus, back straight, the half smile on your face, Breathe slowly and deeply, following each breath, becoming one with the breath. Then let go of everything. Imagine yourself as a pebble which has been thrown into a river. The pebble sinks through the water effortlessly, detached from everything. It falls by the shortest distance possible, finally reaching the bottom, the point of perfect rest. You are like a pebble which has let itself fall into the river, letting go of everything. At the centre of your being is your breath. You don't need to know the length of time it takes before reaching the point of complete rest on the bed of fine sand beneath the water. 
when you feel yourself resting like a pebble which has reached a riverbed, that is the point when you begin to find your own rest. You are no longer pushed or pulled by anything. If you cannot find joy in peace in these very moments of sitting, then the future itself will only flow by as a river flows by. You will not be able to hold it back. You will be incapable of living the future when it has become the present. Joy and peace are the joy and peace possible in this very hour of sitting. If you cannot find it here, you won't find it anywhere. Don't chase after your thoughts as a shadow follows its object. Don't run after your thoughts. Find joy and peace in this very moment. This is your own time. This spot where you sit in your own spot. It is on this very spot and in this very moment that you can become enlightened. You don't have to sit beneath a special tree in a distant land. Practice like this for a few months and you will begin to know a profound and renewing delight. The ease of sitting depends on whether you practice mindfulness a little or a lot each day, and it depends on whether or not you sit regularly. Whenever possible, join with friends or relatives and organize an hour of sitting each night, say from 10 to 11. Whoever wishes could come to sit for a half hour or even an entire hour. So I'm going to leave it there, more so because I'm, I'm feeling quite tired at the moment with my physical ailments, it seems to be draining my energy, so. And I think what we've read is something we can absorb and and perhaps that's something you can experiment with and experience the different seating positions. That's something I may try as well. And we can all perhaps envision that pebble effortlessly going through the water, softly landing on the riverbed and then allowing the river to flow by. this relates to the flow of life and the pebble being 
our awareness, the observer, where life is dynamic, it's changing, it's flowing, but there is the stillness underneath, the stillness that encompasses, that is this space where life flows. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I wish you well and I'll speak to you again very soon.